Hello listeners and fellow Game Pass fans. Get yourself set and ready for your favourite unofficial Game Pass podcast, Game Pass News. So I'll hand you over to Nick and Sean and get the show started. Welcome to Game Pass News, recorded live June 29th. I'm Nintendo, my co-host Sean Abbott, and I are about to fill your brain with all this week's bits and bobs of Xbox. Like Jim Ryan and Phil Spencer having a pissing match right in front of the courtroom about all kinds of things that Jim Ryan don't want to do and Phil Spencer should do, and I don't care about this and I don't care about that, but we don't care about any of that because Xbox raised the damn price of Game Pass. This sucks. Sit down and buckle up because Game Pass News is one crazy ride. Let's look at the funk. Let's look at that funk. Funk you for that, Xbox. How's life been going, Sean? <laughs> it's it's uh it's been a minute. No, it's just pretty good. It's just been crazy. Um lots of stuff going on. It's that time of the year where there's sports days, kids summer concerts. Um, like, just yeah, it's it's just crazy. We like we're in the process of getting ready to go on holiday. Like unlike yourself, who literally mm-hmm. goes tomorrow. Um, so yeah, it's just a bit crazy. And I'm still, I'm still with the green car. Um, spent all day today chasing people, emails and phone calls to try and source the part that I need to change. So I've got that to do next week as well, which is gonna be nice. I'm gonna be playing like real life garage simulator. <laughs> who needs that Game Pass game? You got it in real life. <laughs> I, I, I want to mention, because you were like, and you're getting ready to go on holiday. We have hung out so long, because over here, it's like nobody says holiday unless it's like Christmas or an actual, like what we consider an actual holiday. Vacation is what it's normally called. And like, I was just sitting there and they're like, well, what are you doing for the fourth? I was like, we're going on holiday. And they were like, what are you doing for the holiday? And I was like, we're, we're, we're going on vacation. I was like, oh my God, I've been around Sean so long that like, I can't even relate to my own country anymore. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why we, we, yeah, even at work, they're called holiday hours, so it's not vacation hours, it's just our vacation time, holiday. <laughs> yeah, it was hours. just really, I just like, it just like flipped right out, and I was like, and then he like looked at me, and he's like, but okay, it is a holiday, but I was like, oh yeah, sorry, I was like, I don't even know why, it's so funny. Um, yeah, I'm with you, man, June, let me tell you, that's bastard of a month, it's been crazy, I mean, and you know, I should, I say it's crazy, but really what's made it crazy is the vacations because it's like like we had a great time on this vacation and then you know my wife's a school teacher so she comes home and it's like she doesn't have anything because they're off like ain't no messages but I come home to like 300 emails and I've like finally caught up and so I'm like all right cool we're good to go and then it's like we're <laughs> off on another one and it's like oh shit I'm gonna come back to another like 300 emails this is gonna be fantastic can't wait um real so, life real life rpg where you've got all if you've just caught up on all the side quests and ready to do the main quest again exactly, um, <laughs> exactly man i mean oh it's great and horrible now this one won't be as bad because i'll have my phone with me and i'll try to keep up on emails as they like roll in so unlike the boat where i i didn't have access to email for like a week um so we'll we'll see how all that works out but yeah it has been it has been a crazy june life work has been crazy the kids are in soccer um so we're doing that and i don't know man i'm i need a break but i don't see it coming so so yeah um so i can't wait to talk about all the games that i have not been playing sounds 
Sounds like fun. Um, yeah. So any, anything uh, anything else before we uh, move into events? Um, no, not that I can think of. I I I have. I well, the Xbox is on in front of me. I turned it on. I did something. I did a thing with it. So yeah, yeah. I haven't seen my Xbox turn on in a long time. So um, I'm sorry friends but i can still chat about xbox because i keep up with it i really do um but by the way there was a nintendo direct while we were since the last time we podcasted and since we're in kind of like the talk about whatever the hell you want segment um what like what like what is your i don't know top two things that you are really excited for on uh, the nintendo direct did you watch it i should ask that first uh i didn't watch the whole direct i waited for the you know they, they do that chopped up video mm-hmm. where you can mm-hmm. scope I did that and I sat and watched it with Logan, which was nice. It was the first time I've ever sat and watched it directly. That's awesome. That's a cool dad moment. Um, yeah, I was. He was super excited for Super Mario Brothers Wonder, which I can agree with him. That game looks very, very beautiful, um, and we all need an extra two D side scrolling Mario in our life. Hundred percent. Yeah. Happy for that. I'm happy for the remake of Super Mario RPG. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. I played the original, um, didn't get on with it because I just couldn't face the graphics. So it's nice to see that they've done a, an update of that. Um, Pikmin 1 and 2. I, I kind of saw them coming. Um, I think that's going to open the door to GameCube games being on NSO. So is yeah, that yeah. coming? Um, You're excited, but are you going to get him? Like, pr- No, probably. I mean, yeah. if any, for, for those people that follow, follow me and game pass on on uh, twitter you'll see that i i put out a nice tweet about how i'd finished tears of the kingdom and how it was really nice and it's like it's been my favorite one in the franchise so far um breath of the wild not being the first to me originally as uh, wind waker mm-hmm. and then <laughs> then dad's after dark replied and said just with pikmin 4 um <laughs> and my reply to it was oh, fuck i forgot about that fucking game <laughs> Because I was like really excited about going back to playing games on Game Pass and it, it, it dropped all that stuff out. I, I enjoyed watching the the extra bits and pieces for Pikmin Four that were on there. Mm-hmm. Um, Looks great. I'm really excited for it. And that, I'd, I'd say that's about all I'm excited for. So, yeah, I would. Um, I think you hit like pretty much the the high points um for me uh except i am like the outlier for me i am excited about dark dark moon uh the luigi mansion game that was on the i don't know some handheld yeah 3ds that i was gonna say yeah i never i never had one never played it so i'll I'll grab that and play that one just to kind of round out my my series i played the first one played the third one so so I, i plan to get that one um, I'm like you, like the Pikmins are cool, but I don't have time for them. So that's not, that's not going to happen. Um, and then there's the Palea game, uh, which is like the co-op animal crossing, farming, exploring game. So I'm, I'm interested in that. And then also co-op is a uh, Fae farm. So, uh, so another one of my type of games that's co-op. So I'm excited for all these co-op farmy, simmy, my kind of game kind of deal. And uh, that that's got me down. Also, co-op um, Sonic, two D Sonic game. So I was uh, I was excited um, for all these. Not Frontiers was it? Yeah, I can't remember. Frontiers, um, yeah, yeah. So so all those things have me excited. I feel like there has been kind of a lack of 
four-player co-op games on the Switch. And I mean, in general, there's a lack of those kind of games. But but on the Switch, I, I've come to expect them, and we just haven't seen them in a while. So um, so yeah. But that, that's what I've been. That's what I was excited for. Definitely got me pumped for Nintendo. Keep us going. Um, move us along. And uh, yep, Wonders is definitely something. We rented the uh, Super Mario movie from uh, the the library, so that was fun. Got to watch that again. So yeah. Are you still there? You look like creepily. No. Uh, I think we have a problem here, folks. Uh. Sean is frozen, or I'm frozen, or something is frozen. Well, there you have it. <laughs> um, not sure what's going on. Oh, Sean's left. Sean's left the building. He's back. I have no idea what went wrong there. <laughs> yeah, like, I got a warning. I got I got a warning. My internet was unstable. Um, you kind of. Stay still, but I could hear your voice still, and then it just disappeared. Yeah, I was watching. I was like, "Wow, he's really looking at something there, like really intently. Like he's not looking <laughs> at me at all, or like anything." And I was like, "I don't think I don't. I think he's pretty frozen. I'm pretty sure." Yeah. So, um, well, he's, you you were saying something, and then I tried to catch in, but obviously you couldn't hear. No, I could not. I could not. Um, anyways, that is uh, that is our interest in the Nintendo Direct, and what is going on with our Twitch contest, Sean? Um, well, it's coming to an end. Literally, tomorrow will be the last day. So if you're going to subscribe to us and want to be involved in the competition and get your extra five entries, you need to do so pretty quick. Um, for all you 181 followers that we've now got um, on Twitch, you are all entered. Everybody gets a free one, one entry into the competition. Um, and... I believe it's going to be up to me next week to try and count those, figure it out, and do the number generator all in one. So. Oh yeah, that's true. Well, you can do. We can wait. Whatever you want to do, I don't care. If you want to do it on your own, then you have you have at it. Or are any or anybody? That is a good point. We should have brought that up. I will not be on the podcast next week. I don't know what Sean's going to do. I don't know if he's going solo or if he's going to try to find somebody to join him. Or do you have any info on that, Sean? Uh, no, not yet. <laughs> Sean has no info. It's- it's on my list of things to try and get done before next week. I get, so you. I get you. It could even end up being just a, an AMA where anybody can ask me anything and I'll do a pre-recorded podcast only. Or I will chance it and try and go live. But as we've just discovered, my internet is not the most stable. So Yeah, even though it's like super fast but not very stable. I love it. I, I really appreciate it. Yeah, I don't know what that blip was because I'm staring at the box in the corner of the living room with all the lights on it that flash, and nothing went red. So hmm. crazy. Mm. Tyler's in the house. What you doing, Acid TK? Thanks for joining us. Um, Thank all you right. Much. So join. So follow. I mean, if you can subscribe, great. I get it. That's actual money out of your pocket. Unless you have the Amazon Prime, you can do that. Get you five free things. But if you don't, a like follow Tyler. is fantastic. <laughs> we super appreciate you. All that means the world to us. Um, so, you know, and then maybe we'll, uh, we'll be able to gift you back some money as a, as a thank you. But that's our events. That's our pre-chat. That's life. Let's move into the X feed. Ladies and gentlemen, we have an announcement 
Uh, we've just learned that unanimously all publishers hate Game Pass. Thank you. That was brought to us by our best friend, great, uh, great journalist Uncle correspondent, Jim. Uncle Jim Ryan. That's right. You got to love that guy. He knows all things. He talked to every publisher, yeah. and they all hate Game Pass. He did. I mean, that's extensive research, Sean, to do that. I mean, that takes that takes a lot of work. There's a lot of publishers out there. I know. I mean, Sean, he has nothing better to do in his day, but to apparently just like be like, hey, this is Jim Ryan. And I was just wondering, um, this is doing a survey. On a scale from one to five, uh, how much do you like Game Pass? Okay, yeah, one. All right, great, thanks. Uh-huh. I mean, he, man, ooh, that's busy. That's, uh, yeah, we'll give you some free PlayStations. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, some guy says um, two. He's like, okay, um, I'll give you, uh, I'll give you an Xbox for free if you just say one. Okay, I just need a one. Okay, thanks. He's like bribing people. No, I don't know. Uh, unanimously, he says unanimously, all publishers do not like Game Pass. I added hate. He didn't say hate. Please don't come after me, Jim. Yeah. Um, do not like Game it's, Pass. Yeah, and that was dropped in his pre-recorded video deposition between what's going on with Microsoft and the FTC um, over the last couple of days, and he says that it was unprofitable. Saying how all publish he had talked to all publishers, they unanimously don't like Game Pass because it's value destructive. Yeah, well, so that's an interesting thing to say. Publishers, right? So, so what? How do developers feel about Game Pass, right? So, like, there's publishers. What if, what if publishers aren't needed in the subscription model, right? You have the guy that makes the game, and then you have the guy that gets the money to do the PR and do the marketing and push the game to all the places and do the stuff. Like, as I know it, that's what a publisher does. What if that's not needed in the Game Pass model? And that just makes publishers yeah. really unhappy, right? I mean... So, so publishers would see this as non-profitable because yeah. they are obviously losing out on work. But I don't see how this... I, I can't see how allowing small developers as well as large developers access lots of different players in a subscription model than having to hopefully win people over with a decent publication campaign. Because that's all they're doing. You're going to a PR company to say, I need you to hype this up yeah, so enough people go and buy my game then I can make money on that game so I can carry on doing what I really enjoy doing. Yeah. So and then we can give you that... some of my money. Thank you very much. We yes. really appreciate you. So the tiny tiny developer goes, Hey Mr. Publisher, I wanna I want you to PR this game for me because you know I want people to come and play it. And the publisher can turn around and go, Well, how much are you gonna give us to do that? It's gonna cost you half the amount that you make from the game. It's like they, they cut out the middleman with Xbox mm-hmm. and Game Pass. So And we just yeah. talked about this happening, didn't we, with the Outriders dev people is it people can fly? Yeah, people can fly. Yeah. Yep. The first one, Square Enix was their publisher. They were people can fly was pissing and moaning because Square Enix basically got all the money and didn't give any to them or very little. I don't know how it all ended out, but there was some somewhere in the middle of the life story. That's what that's how the story was rolling out. And now we just hear there's an Outriders 2, but Square Enix ain't nowhere to be involved with it. Well, guess what? That nope. probably means unanimously Square Enix isn't a big fan of Game Pass, as a publisher at least. So, yeah. Yep. I also think this is a play from Jim Ryan mentioning it for publishers because it's going to stop. Oh, my God. As a DK, just subscribe. Thank you so much for the support. We really appreciate you, sir. You're awesome, man. Appreciate you. Yep. 
Um, <laughs> I love it when those happen because it just breaks things up. I so yeah, I, like- I don't know. I don't know if this is a a ploy from Jim Ryan in terms of mentioning publishers not liking it because then those developers yeah. that do rely on publishers are they going to be turned off if if he like is saying this and he, the the developers are seeing that the publishers aren't happy about this are they turn are they going to be turned off from using Xbox Game Pass it's kind of like a I don't know, a double-edged sword. It's, it's filling the brains of the people that buy the games, but also filling the brains of the people that make the games at the same time. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. I don't, I mean, I don't think it's a unanimous thing. <laughs> I haven't done the survey that apparently Jim has done, so, you know, I guess I probably should, I, I can't say that because I can't back it up. Um, I'm sure Jim can with all of his data. Um but uh, but yeah, I would probably agree that there are a lot of publishers that aren't big fans of it because Xbox works more directly with the developer than with them with their publishers. So makes sense to me. Which which we would rather see. I'd rather see a big name like Microsoft and Sony helping developers more than having to go between with publishers. Yeah, for sure. To develop, yeah. Also, uh, it's very important to know this just in as well from me. We did a unanimous study on this podcast, and unanimously, we don't like Jim Ryan. So it's 100% <laughs> just, just true. Just if you didn't know that. Uh-huh. Yeah, we did a survey, and that's just how it rolled out. It was hard. We had to contact a bunch of people, all two of us, and uh, that's, that's, how it, that's how it happened. Um, but you know what? We love him so much, uh, we decided to have another story about him. Uh, PlayStation boss, Uncle Jim Ryan. I don't like Xbox's Starfield exclusivity, but it's not anti-competitive. Okay, you got to appreciate this guy. That's accurate. That's an accurate statement. Jim finally gave one. We appreciate him for that. I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. I mean, it's available for PlayStation and, and for PS4 and PS5. Uh, yeah. It's just you have, to, you have to buy the game. So it's kind of like it's not exclusive. Wait, Starfield's not available. No, no, no. Starfield's exclusive to Xbox. Well, I'm looking in the game profile really? here, and, and it says also available for PS4, PS5. For Starfield? I swore yep. that was I swore that was an exclusive Xbox game. Oh my god! Not according to Amazon. And she, well, Nick goes and, and fact checks uh, yeah, me sorry. and probably makes sure. That- so this says yes. Starfield <laughs> trailer shown during Xbox 3 has confirmed that the game will be exclusive to Xbox Series X and S and PC. Oh, okay. I think Amazon so is it... screwed up. Yeah, Amazon's got it. it was, it's just on the website that I'm looking at for this story, for like the, the quotes that we like to do. But I'll tell you what, if you can buy a PS5 copy of Starfield, you should do that, because it'll be worth a shit ton of money if it comes in as a PS5 <laughs> copy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, no, I'm pretty sure it is exclusive. But I mean, you know, and I don't have a problem with this com I don't have a problem with this comment. It, it's pretty much accurate. You know, uh I you could change this to I don't like The Last of Us being exclusive, but it's not anti competitive. That's accurate. I'm I, I don't. I wish I could play it on Xbox. And then I wouldn't have to, you know, and then I'd be able to play the game instead of just watch the show. Um but also it's not anti competitive, it's just the market. That's fine. So Yeah. I mean I'm a little bit worried is he not seeing does, does he see the potential in the game and know, like, is it going to be a massive hit or a massive flop? Like, has he seen the game, had hold of the game? Is is that why he's not worried about being anti-competitive? Or is it just because he knows that the um, demographic 
of the PlayStation players probably won't enjoy this style of game. Um, no, I, I just, yeah, I just think he, he thinks it's, he wishes he, he could have it, but he understands that that's how the market works. And it doesn't, it doesn't mean that Xbox is being anti-competitive. I, I think that's kind of just, I think that's how it boils down to it. Plus he can't say it's oh, okay. anti-competitive because if he did, then, then he, he would also be anti-competitive because he has a bunch of exclusive stuff. So it just, it wouldn't, it wouldn't work out. Um. Next, man, this is we need to call. What, we need to call this the Jim Jim Ryan news. I mean, man, there has <laughs> been some heat between Jim and Phil. Uh, Phil Spencer, Sony uses revenue from our games to reduce Xbox's survival in the market, and uh, there's there's been all kinds of emails with Jim talking about, or uh, emails with Jim yeah. talking about why things. Uh, about the Activision Blizzard deal, I don't. Yeah, know. so so the the, e- the the emails that have like been shown are from May and August 2022, so they're a bit out of date by now, but um, it kind of shows the conversation between Phil Spencer and Jim Ryan about how you know they were how they were talking, how about they were making sure that there was. The, the lengthy commitment for Activision games to still be part of Sony PlayStation and stuff like that. And it kind of highlights and shows all the kind of bits and pieces um, that that were there. And, you know, it's just it, those those have been shown. Um, Tom Warren showed them off um, mm-hmm. on Twitter. And it kind of just shows like the, the turning point of Jim Ryan where... I don't. I, you can kind of see in the emails where he became unhappy with how things were going and how he was like, right, okay, I'm just going to go and completely blow this out of the water. So. Mm-hmm. Somebody needs to create a Jim Ryan like Grinch montage. You know, like <laughs> that would be my favorite. Like he's just like his heart's decently big, and then he just gets like left alone at the orphanage, and then his heart shrinks, and then he becomes this whole crotchety guy on a mountain and tries to take everybody's toys away. I think I think this is a perfect like this this should happen. Um, I think that would be fantastic. Um, also, this is somewhat of a squirrel moment. Did you see the Tom Warren tweet about they they blacked out the sensitive confidential documents that were handed over to the court with uh, Sharpie, so that once they got scanned in with the light of the scanner, everything was showing, and they dumped it all online, and then they realized. Oh shit! You can see everything. So then they ended up taking everything down real quick. I swear, I love our government system. It makes me laugh so hard. Like, like you didn't you didn't know that Sharpie doesn't work to black out stuff with a scanner? You didn't you didn't know that? Okay, all right. You know, live and learn. I guess this is my favorite. Oh dear. Oh, uh, well, that's brilliant. Oh, it has been good. Uh, as a TK says, I'm here for all the gifs and memes towards the case between FTC, Sony, and Microsoft. I I cannot agree anymore. It has been absolutely hilarious to see all the stuff, to learn all the little tidbits. These things are great for this. Like it happens all the time when this stuff happens. It was the Apple deal, right? Um, the Apple Apple was fighting with uh, I can't remember who and Samsung, maybe. Um, no, no, no. They were fighting with uh, the Fortnite people. Um, Blizzard. No, it's not Blizzard. No, not Blizzard. Why can I not think of who makes Fortnite? Anyways, it must not be important. Um, it's not a big game. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Um, Epic, were, Epic Games. 
Yeah, sure, we'll go with that. I don't know. Um, they were fighting with uh, they were fighting with them over their their where they could charge for money or if they had to go through the Apple Store, and uh, yeah, all that stuff. Like everything was just coming out. Like we learned, like Ninja Theory was bought by Microsoft for 117 million dollars. What a great deal! Um, so I just think it's I think it's fantastic these little bits of information you you learn. Yeah. They, they, like these execs just have to cringe when this stuff happens. Like it really has to be like a pros and cons thing. Like, do I go to court? Because if I do, they're gonna ask for all this stuff, and then I'm gonna have to be like, yeah, I said that in an email. I'm sorry, I'm, I didn't mean to. Didn't. It was an email. And I mean, it's just gotta be really tough. Secrets come flying out the moment there are these court cases. So, yeah, I mean, and the, the other part that we dropped in here about how Sony are using revenue from Microsoft games to use against them. I didn't realize that it must be part of the contract that they have to have Xbox games or games that were exclusive to Xbox then on Sony at some point. So um, Sony takes a 30% cut from the revenue made on those games. So that's why Jim, that's why Phil's kind of saying, you know, they're using that money against us because they take a 30% cut from a revenue of, of an Xbox game on a PlayStation. And then mixes that gets mixed in with all the rest of the revenue that Sony are making for them to tr- then turn around and try and you know poo poo the, uh, the the Activision deal, but also to generate their own um, exclusivity in mm. games and stuff like that. Just yeah. there was a, there, there wasn't a great deal. Of, there seems to have been all this week just being a constant back and forth between Phil this and Jim Ryan this and mm. Sony's doing this and Microsoft CEO is not happy about this. It's, kind of like it's been one of those weeks not much in terms of like this game's doing this and this game's doing that it's just the one thing that did come out just today though that is interesting um we we hadn't heard anything from my neighbors in the great north um uh canada but so in a in a a memo Basically, Microsoft said, listen, you know, everybody's fine with this except for the FTC and those stupid people over there in Britain. All they want to do is drink tea anyways. It doesn't matter. Um, and so uh, and so what's the problem? And so I'm Canada, drinking iced tea. <laughs> that's way better. No, I'm just kidding. I love hot tea, too. I'm just kidding. Um, I love all you. I love I love everybody. Don't go away. Please still like us. Um, uh, <laughs> um, and then and then basically Canada was like, wait, wait, wait. We just read this memo that Microsoft said about everybody being real happy about this we're not happy about it we're not happy about it at all and they literally like sent a memo to the to the judge and said make sure that you submit this before the end of the case saying that we had reached out already to microsoft saying that we we have concerns about how this will impact the gaming industry so so canada's not like you know not a, not 100 on board i i wouldn't say that they're they're ready to nix the trend the whole thing but but they have their issues as well too so there you go. So, all those Justin Massons and Bruce's. That's right. Yeah, Canada this week sending down hot memos and smoke. So that's all I got. I mean, that's I'm, I'm getting a lot of the smoke, <laughs> not many of the memos. But uh, so yeah, and it doesn't smell like maple syrup. It should smell like maple syrup. That's what I think. Um. All right. That's enough acquisition stuff. Until we bring it up again later. Uh. <laughs> uh. We just learned today. I think today. Straight, uh, Stray, not Stray, Stray is out August 10th, but it's not coming out on Game Pass. Why the heck not? Are you going to buy it, Sean? Are you going to go um, and spend hard-earned money on it? It all depends on the price. I mean, it's a small indie game that did really, 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 really well. So 
is it going to cost me the the earth? Is it going to cost me fifty pound to play this game, or am I going to be able to pick it up for like seventeen to twenty pound? If I can pick it up for seventeen to twenty, then maybe not. I'm not spending the full fledged Xbox price. Yeah, for, I'm uh, definitely not. No, I'm definitely not. They'll bring it. They'll bring it to Xbox or to Game Pass, which is Xbox. Um, <laughs> um, they'll, they'll bring it to Game Pass at some point. That's my that's my theory, and I'll wait for that. I don't really need to play it that bad. Um, I'm not that enthralled with it. It's just a cat that jumps um, and wanders around. Um, all you people that think it's any more than that, y'all liars. Um, so uh, yeah, I, I don't really I don't really care about it at all. Bring it to Game Pass, and then I will play it for a hot second and put it down like I've done most other Game Pass things this year. That's what I say. So. I mean, it's probably the only thing that would get you to play Game Pass at the moment. Uh, yeah, listen, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta try real hard to finish the the, the Zelda. I'm, I gotta get that done. I got two months, two months, Sean, almost to the day. Two months and a, you know, like a couple of days. That's it. So uh, that's the uh, that's the plan. I'm gonna finish it up. Banjo Kazooie turns 25. Rare's like, hey, look what we did, Banjo Kazooie. Remember that game? Uh, yeah, that's great. Uh, yeah, I do remember it. I do remember it, Rare. Why don't you bring out another one? I know. It's, it's like everybody in the whole entire internet and gaming like community are kind of like, yeah, it's been 25 years and we've been playing the same one to death. Yeah. I mean, it's so funny. Like, what they think was going to happen. You should read the comments. They're all hilarious. They all pretty much say the same thing. Where's the next one? Are you ever going to do another one? I thought you forgot about it. Those are all fair comments. Like, what did you think was going to happen when you were like, Grand Joker 2, he's 25 years old? Yeah, we know. It's very, I just played it like two years ago. I could tell. It's obviously 25 years old. Bring back, bring, bring, <laughs> give me a new one. Sean's okay with the remake. I want a new one. I mean, yeah. I just think most people that have played that game are at least our age. Yeah. I'm like I'm I'm 36 and I can guarantee that most people that were commenting like, yeah, go make another one is like are anywhere above the age of 32 onwards. Yeah, for sure. And anybody who's under the age of 30 is like, what the hell's Banjo Kazooie? No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> there was nuts and bolts and stuff like that, so I don't know. It doesn't have to mention that. But whatever. Um, bring it up. Most importantly, Sean, most importantly, Xbox is raising Game Pass to raising Game Pass a dollar. I don't know. How much are they raising Game Pass, Sean? What does it bring us to? Well, it, it, your PC Game Pass or your, your entry level Game Pass subscription um, is $7.99. At the moment, it's going to go to $8.99. Um, and then for Ultimate, which is access to the cloud gaming service, um, gets you your gold uh games all your games with gold your ability to do multiplayer etc bits and pieces like that which is currently 11.99 it's going to jump to 12.99 and i think you were you were in the middle of looking to see if that was in like 10th of september but it's it's safe to say it's probably sometime around mid-september that that happens Yes, I believe that's true. Um, that it is uh, in September, but I'm I am still looking that up. I'm trying to get all the Google Doc back up and everything like that because it all kind of you know went away. Um, so, you know, I mean, I don't I don't really care. Like, I don't necessarily. I'm not like what they raised it a dollar, even though I made it act like that when we were in the uh, 
in the intro. It doesn't necessarily bother me. I do think it would have made a lot of sense for them to be like, hey, um, it's raised a dollar, but like, give us something. Like the family plan. Now's a perfect time to give us the family plan and be like, yes, it's a dollar more, but look what's available to you now. Um, and then nobody would even be like talking about the dollar. Like that wouldn't even, nobody would care. So I don't know. I don't know where that is. There are some things that seem easy to do that Microsoft just seems to be lacking at the moment. My personal opinion. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, a dollar's not a lot for us anyway. So like the general, like everybody that's a consumer of um, of Game Pass in that sense, it's not going to hurt. $1 extra a month is not going to absolutely break the bank. But if you think about it in terms of how much that's making Xbox every month, that's a killing amount. <laughs> like, yeah. Up to going on all numbers, up to thirty million dollars extra a month. So Yeah, it's crazy. I'm sorry, it is so it's August fifteenth for the whole world oh. except for Germany. In Germany it's September fifteenth. I knew that I knew I had to oh. so there you go. Um Yeah, I just I just uh, also, do you think they're doing this? Do you think, I mean, I mean, I look at this date, August 15th. Okay. We all know that likely there will be a large Game Pass <laughs> influx ex- real soon, right? I mean, like everybody's thinking, I hey, jumping on the Starfield bandwagon. I didn't think of that. Yeah, it's, it's like the perfect time to raise Game Pass if you're going to raise Game Pass raise it and then make people pay an extra dollar a month to play your game basically i don't know i don't know if that's what they were doing now i will say this is not like something that they just thought about doing this they uh phil had phil had said late last year that prices were going up on these services so we knew that was in the works we knew it was coming but i also yeah, don't know but... why they could marry it with some in the good gr- news in the grand scheme of prices going up, you want to look at things like, um, I don't know, if you, if you're in the UK, um, and then the, you know, the base rate for the, um, in the UK for interest is like currently going to be about 6%, which is a huge amount. Um, so obviously it means inflation's really high. So, mm-hmm. Uh, the price of everything's going up. I mean, fuel over here has just jumped up again by five pence a liter. So, mm-hmm. you know, all that kind of stuff's going up. In the grand scheme of it, one pound or like one pound a month over here is not a lot for something to go up. Um, you know, Netflix have just stuck a bit of a, a rise, and instead of paying, um, I think I was paying eleven pound a month, I'm now paying sixteen pound a month. It's like that's a big jump. So this this in the grand scheme of things. So what you get a month as well, and what we're going to be getting in the future from from the service, um, is not a lot. No. Yeah. So what's the amount, Sean? Like it, like if they like, what's the amount where you would be like? I mean, you run a Game Pass channel, a podcast, so you know there's that. But uh, the amount where you would be like, mm, take the fact that you're a Game Pass podcaster out of it, um, that you would be like, no. I think I'm done. I think I'm going to be out. You see, I don't know because it's really difficult because the, the gamer in me is like, if these games come out and I'm not going to be on Game Pass, I'm going to spend £50. Like, if, if a game was to come out every month for the entire year, uh, you know, I, I'd easily spend 
600 600 pound a month 600 pound a year sorry on buying these games just rating them at 50 pound a game so if you can say i'm going to get access to most of those games that i'm going to want to play neo prime thank you so much for subscribe subscribing man appreciate you so much yep um so if if they did it wherever gone my train of thoughts just gone completely with that thank you tim um <laughs> <laughs> you just basically like yelled at our subscriber. Thanks a lot. And he's gonna like no, no, going to no. be a button that unsubscribes. He's going to be like, no, I'm done now. Sean yelled at me. <laughs> no, no, that was a thank you for subscribing, but like also <laughs> I completely threw me off track. Um, so no, if say like obviously there's, there's those twelve games a game a month for the next for the next twelve months. Um, if most of those are coming to Game Pass, I'm legit going to be super happy and. If they raise the price to twenty pound a month for Game Pass, but I'm going to be able to play all those games without having to buy them at like the upper rate of fifty to seventy pound a go, twenty pound I'll probably pay it. Mm-hmm. So it, it all depends on the content and how much is coming in, like what other games are coming out in mm-hmm. on other platforms, like Nintendo. So I mean, <laughs> yeah. if I'm going to be completely honest, I would be like many of our. Uh, of the people who are in our chat, like um, uh, I think Hambone Johnny jumps in and out. I know I I don't know if John still jumps in. He might be completely out now. But um, everyone, he's, a while, no, he tried. He tried um, a couple of weeks ago, but that's when the chat was to subscribers only for some strange reason. So I'm hoping that works again. No, 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 no. I mean, I mean for Game Pass, I would oh, okay. I would play the In and Out game. I would totally like right now. I would cancel my subscription. The moment Tears of the Kingdom came out, if I wasn't running this podcast, I would cancel my subscription. Just being just being honest, it just is what it is. And uh, I would just be fine with Tears of the Kingdom for pretty much the summer. I'm going to have Tears of the Kingdom. I'm going to be playing game. I'm playing Pikmin 3 right now with my kiddo, um, preparing for Pikmin 4 coming out. Uh, and then And then in, you know, right around this time, I'd jump back in. I mean, and that that's the game I would play. And then I'd be in till I, till either, you know, I wouldn't only be in for the big games, but like when something on Nintendo dropped like Tears of the Kingdom, sure, I, yeah, I'm going to jump out. I'm, I'm playing that by myself. I'm not playing that with Noah. That's taking up all my gaming time. Um, I, I, there's no reason for me to really be on Game Pass if I'm, if I'm not running this podcast. Um, I don't, I don't know if that's sacrilege being, being on a Game Pass podcast, but it just is what it is. I mean, you know, well, the, here's the, your money. No, this is... The, this this is the issue you have when you're a, a multi-platform player, which which will bring me to the the next. To, it's actually going to round quite well into our feature shot story after after we finish with the news bulletins. But that brings me right round into that. It's it's how you do it. You you legitimately have to look at how much money you spend a month on what you enjoy doing, and mm-hmm. we both of us enjoy gaming. And I've been the same. I could quite easily have, like you said, dropped off and not paid the monthly subscription for Game Pass because I haven't played anything since Tears of the King- Kingdom came out. I just have, yeah. Because any like like you, any time I get to play a game, I'll do any form of gaming. I've been playing Zelda, so just mm-hmm. that is purely for the basis of I knew I needed to get it finished before Starfield comes out, and. I, I absolutely fell in love with the game, and there would, it, it just every time I was like, "Oh yeah, you know, I'm going to fire up a console and play something." It's like, mm-hmm. play Zelda. You know, and yeah. so 
The other thing I'll say to kind of combat that is that would have been a great time for Xbox to be like, hey, we're raising the price to, you know, uh, $16.99 for, for Game Pass Ultimate. But if you subscribe for a year, we'll keep it at 15 bucks. So basically, you know, subscribe for a year, get a year-long membership, and you'll only pay $180, if I did my math right. Um, and so, um, yeah, like, I don't know. There's a million things they could have married with this. And I think that would be great. I think there are people that would be like, oh, yeah, I'm saving. I'll, I'll save that amount of money. Sure, let's do that. Um, but they didn't marry any of that. They just like, we're raising rates. See you later. Have a nice day. It was very un-Xbox. So, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Tim. Tim's basically shout, um, echoing everything that reaches at the, in the chat. He's but I've had to stop Game Pass because I don't have time for that. PlayStation Plus and Nintendo games. Fifteen-year-old me dreamed of having all the gaming stuff one day. That day came, and I don't have the time to play it. Yeah, yep. yeah. That's. I mean, that's one hundred percent true. It's just, uh, yeah. Child, childhood dreams ruined by adulthood life. <laughs> Amen. That is that is exactly uh, true. So, but no, yeah. But no, I I play the the thing I love about it being a monthly subscription is that I, you don't see it like I did that eleven that eleven ninety nine I pay at the moment just I, I don't see it as a as a break the bank outgo. It's like um, there's people out there that spend way more than that on stuff that can kill them every month. People who smoke, it's just don't come at me and have a go at this, but. It, it costs a lot of money to set fire to something that you then inhale into your lungs. Well, like for me, I pay eleven ninety nine to have access to a huge gaming library, um, which often surprises me with what games are there. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So there's a like you know I mean and this is kind of a squirrel of where we're at, but it's kind of there. So there's like two there's two aspects to valuation, right? There's the first aspect of like are the games on Game Pass good and is it worth it? Yeah, yeah, that that's accurate. They are good games, and they, I mean, for the most part, um, and they are generally worth it. Um, and you'll get your money's worth if you play them. But are you going to get your money's worth from that valuation by actually playing those games? Well, I chose to be a multi-console owner, like what Tim is talking about, you know? I chose to have these two consoles, and no, there are times I'm not. I'm just not going to get my valuation. It's not that it's not there to be had. It's just that I'm not going to be there to get it. And so it, then you have to make that choice, you know. And over here, like, I don't know, we're all suffering. I don't know about other places or about um, where you're at, but uh, we're suffering, you know, having to pay extra money for Netflix now because they're cracked down on password sharing. And it's just like, you know, all this stuff. And so uh, that's yeah, a big deal my, in my, my world my... right now. My mum was moaning to me about that the other day. She was like, um, why did you log me out of your Netflix? I was like, I haven't logged you out of my Netflix. Netflix have logged you out yeah. of my Netflix. Yeah. yeah, so it's like, you know, I mean, subscriptions are going up all across the board. And if they're not going up, stuff like this is happening that makes them in, go up. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, you know, I don't, I don't know. A dollar is not a big deal. But I think they could have come out with a way that we wouldn't be talking about this dollar. We would be talking about something else that they said about the year subscription, about the family plan, about something. That's the problem. Yeah. It's like look at this, look at this new shiny thing over here, and at the same time, look, we'll just yeah, eke that up a little bit. But then at the same time, we'd probably have said, well, don't 
just look at this that they're doing because they're also doing this on the other side of it. So I don't of know. Of course I would. I would I would gripe about that too. But I'm gonna say I wouldn't until it comes and then I will. Because uh, <laughs> you can. Uh, that's right, because I can. That's what I that's what I that's what I do here. That's my job is to gripe. Um all right. That is our That was our top stories. Thank you. Thank you, Sean. That was, was a lot of that was a, a lot. Yeah, that was a I, lot of top stories. That was. I was broke for a second, and you fixed me. Uh, News Bulletin: Polish developer Eleven Bit Studios signs deal with Xbox Game Pass. Uh, what are What are we going to be getting with this, Sean? Do you know? I don't. What, um, what are we getting? I, I don't quite know. I'm Eleven Bit Studios. I can't remember what games they did, so I'm just going to pop them out of here, and I'm going to stick this over there, and I'm going to see what they do. I don't know what you're doing, but it doesn't sound good. Doesn't sound like yeah, it's me pop, on pop this and um, stick that. I don't know what's going on. So this war of mine, Frostpunk, uh, the altars, Frostpunk two. So they, they had they've had some okay games. Yeah. So I don't know what we're gonna get. I, I'm you said that this war of of mine was already on. Well, I said I thought um, I I thought I heard or I thought I remember. Still need to be confirmed. But yeah, I, I could see. Really yeah, I could see yeah. us getting. I could see us getting Frostpunk because that was a 2018 game, um, and that was an Xbox One game as well. But I can also Frostpunk Two, which is announced in 2024. We could maybe get that as a day one. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this is a this was a Game Pass game. Uh, we got the final cut. Um, this is the game that came out like right when the Ukraine thing hit, and we were a little like I don't think I could play that. You play as like a group of survivors in a war. And you have to try to like scavenge and find stuff while not being killed by the invaders. Um, and and it was like a couple months after the Ukraine thing, and it was like I don't know. It just feels a little like not like something off I topic do right now. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't know. It just doesn't feel right. Um, yeah. So that that one has already been on Game Pass. So I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what they throw on there. Um, but there you go. Sorry, it was news bulletin. I took too long on it. Uh, no, story. Microsoft CEO isn't a fan of console exclusives, and he doesn't like them so much he decided to blame Sony for it. <laughs> Shock, a... horror. Um, so this has this. I mean, I'm going to read the quote. Okay, read the I quote. like to read. So, if it was up to me, I would love to get rid of the entire con- exclusive on consoles, but that's not for me to define, especially as a low share player in the console market. The dominant player there, who is Sony, has defined market competition using exclusives. So that's the world we live in, and I have no love for that world. And um, I completely agree with him on this. And I thought I'd bring this up as a feature story this this week because, do you believe that the console exclusive thing should be a thing now? Like, do you believe? I, I mean, I'd live in this harmonious world in my head when it comes to to gaming, where I would happily have one machine that ran Nintendo, PlayStation, Xbox games, or games that you can only get on those consoles now, but all in one place. I mean, there isn't a PC that costs a lot of money to to update every sixty seconds. This is really hard for me to like separate from the real world of life. Would that would that be like my ideal thing? Sure, like. Yeah, I mean, let's all play on an Xbox because it's the best system, and 
and then um, and then I'll play all the games that I want to play there that have the best software. So I'll play my Mario's there. Can't wait to play Mario Wonder on my Xbox Series S. And, uh, you know, it's fantastic. It'll be great. Also, the other side of that coin is, though, would Nintendo games be as amazing on third-party hardware? Um, I reckon you could get most Nintendo games. If you tried to run, run Tears of the Kingdom on an Xbox Series X, it looked nice. I mean, that game, for me, even on the OLED Switch, I have had I had issues with that game when it came to fighting gloom hands with all the avatars bouncing around that you end up unlocking while it was raining during a thunderstorm it lagged like so bad it was jittery it was all over the place it, it, like it was the the first time I'd had an issue with it and I was like wow mm-hmm. this is but like would I have got that on a Series X console that had a bit more computing power? Probably not. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But there's like, I don't know, there's just features of Nintendo. It just feels like Nintendo is a home on Nintendo console. Now, maybe they could pull it off. I've never seen it. We've never seen it done, so we don't know. Um, But in my, yeah, in my head, that would be, that sounds great. Like, we have all the consoles, all the game, all the best games on one console. Um... Yeah, that would be that would be great. I don't. Um, but does exclusivity like so? You have you have a, a list of questions here. Um, does it damage the industry? No, I yeah. don't think it does. Well, well, would removing it damage the industry, or do you think people would just be quite happily and harmonious in the fact that they can play? You know, that's a good question. So. I think it would I think it would damage Nintendo the most. Yeah. Like if you definitely. just said, "Hey, listen, exclusivity is not a thing anymore. You cannot do it. If you make a game, it has to go on every console. That's just law." Um I think it would damage Microsoft the least because I just don't think I think they have the, they think they have the least amount of exclusives that that people are like jonesing to play. And I think it would damage then PlayStation because they they have kind of made a made their way with the last of us and stuff like that and then nintendo um but also would it damage the i don't know i don't know because everybody's making 30 percent, as you said that's the that's the going rate as i understand it for for getting money off a third-party console so like i don't know they're making money right like isn't that isn't that good um yeah but it certainly would I mean, damage nintendo the most i mean there's lots of people i mean like um Gaming Dad's UK Facebook group or page is a privately run page. It's an awesome thing to be part of. Um, I'm often in there chatting to people about podcasts that we're doing, about what games are coming to, to uh, Game Pass and what's worth playing. So when mm-hmm. people ask, I kind of try and represent us on there a little bit. But um, there, there's there's the constant running conversation between people is like. I don't know what console to buy next. Do I get an Xbox? Because, like, the, the, like you said, the system is better than a, than the PlayStation, but the games aren't always as big and as exclusive. Mm-hmm. Because usually, when you get a big exclusive game, it's a huge, you know, it's optimized for that system, and it tends to be a franchise that we enjoy. So, Spider Man and the upcoming Wolverine game for Sony, we won't get those on Xbox. But at the same time, 
we're getting things like Starfield and you know, we've got Halo, Forza, all those kind of stuff. So it's, uh, the, I don't know. I, I asked the question of is it damaging to the industry because I thought um, our people, the, the constant swapping and changing, does it keep the price of consoles higher because people are swapping i don't know i don't know where i was going with that question i just it was kind of like in my head at the time when i was writing this out in the dock but yeah no i mean it's it's interesting i don't think it damages industry doing it but would it damage industry not to do it well you have to change the pricing model right the pricing structure couldn't be hey uh we get 30 you get 70 um because i mean look at it right now nintendo releases zelda and it's only on nintendo and then they make what they they sell 30 million they make a hundred percent of 30 million copies but if you sell zelda all over and let's say you sell 50 million copies you add 20 million for the extra two consoles but now maybe you only sell 20 million on your console and now you have now you're only getting a piece of 30 million so it's like well that that doesn't really work as well you have to like you're gonna have to change that pricing model a little bit to make that to make that work more. Now with Xbox, we don't even care. Xbox doesn't even care. They're gonna release Starfield and they're gonna give it away for fifteen bucks, sixteen. Uh, I don't know. You don't have to have sixteen bucks. It's like ten ninety nine now. It will be or something like that. I can't remember. Um, we did a story on it. Go go back and listen. Um, <laughs> um, they're gonna we did you know, two stories because we had broken half at one point. That's true. Um, you know, so they don't care. Like this literally does not affect them. They're like, sure, whatever. No. We're trying to give our cloud service to like the world right now on like fifteen different platforms. Whoever and wants none of you want it. it. <laughs> I know. Whoever wants this damn thing, just take it and give us a little bit of money. So they don't care, but it does hurt Sony yeah. and Nintendo. Yeah, and then the the other like the other side of it is, is do gamers use the console war as their pronouns? So like. Oh yeah, I'm a Nintendo. I'm a Nintendo gamer. Well, I'm I'm only PC only, and then we've got me like me, you, and Tim, and a couple of other dads in the Discord. That's like, well, I'm I'm a multi-platform player, so I, I'll play Nintendo, I'll play Xbox, I'll play PlayStation, I'll play my games wherever I can play them, depending on what game I'm wanting to play. So it's like, if you if you could remove the if you put all the games in one place to play, then do you remove a little bit of identification for people as well? Like we would, we would no longer be able to run as an Xbox Game Pass podcast, and the yeah. Nintendo dads would lose their title as the Nintendo dads. Yeah, that's true. Um, you know, it's funny you use the word pronouns. Like you could use a lot. You could use. You can relate this to a lot of different things. You can relate it to like religions, right? Um, of like, are you agnostic? Or you know, like 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 you can relate it to that. You can relate it to pronouns. We say multiplat. Maybe we say biplat. I'm biplat. <laughs> You know, like, um, like you could do, you could, I mean, you know, I mean, there's a lot of things you could do, a lot of ways you can relate this. Um, and it is interesting. Um, I think for those who are on Twitter, like just being ridiculous and saying ridiculous things. Yeah, it is their identity. And that's a problem. Like, that's just the problem. They don't, they don't view themselves as gamers. They view themselves as, they view themselves as Sony people or xbox people um or nintendo people and it's like if you don't absolutely love my thing then i I feel hurt 
And so now I'm going to have to be mean. Um, yeah, let's just all be gamers. Like, and I, I think the, that identity is a problem. I, I don't know if it's going away anymore. It's hard to tell because Twitter is such a, such a shit show. I don't know if I'm just like in the middle of it. And so there's just a few people that I sometimes hear and I'm like, oh my gosh. Or if it still really is a problem. I don't, I can't tell. So to be honest. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't, the thing is, I don't see myself. I, I've used every single platform there is to play video games. I, I've owned a Sega. I've owned a PlayStation. I've owned an Xbox. I've got a VR headset. I have at one point been a PC player, PC game player. And like, and I own one, two, three. I've got more Nintendos in this house than I care to account. <laughs> Not including the ones that are boxed up, kind of like out of the way from prying eyes of of Lindsay. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I I don't know. I I just don't say it. I I hate the constant well I play PlayStation because it's the better console and the Xbox is absolutely crap and blah, blah, blah. I I hate that. Yeah. I mean, I like the PlayStation has and I'll say this, for exclusive games, they have games I really want to play and I really like enjoy. And no, I would enjoy a lot. Spider-Man I absolutely love that. I would buy PlayStation just to play those games if I could afford it. If I had the money to burn, that's what I would do. Mm. Um, I absolutely adore the Switch because I I just wasted 175 hours of my life playing in um, Zelda, and I know as soon as Pikmin 4 comes out, I'll end up wasting time of my life on that as well. Mm-hmm. And when I say wasted, I mean enjoyably wasted. That's right, passing that's right. the time. Um, and for the meantime, when like um, I'm playing, you know, Need for Speed Unbound on the Xbox. It's like I don't have like the one thing that I relate as being my own. So mm-hmm. I'd be quite I'd be quite happy to have the like if all the developers and the hardware like creators and stuff like that all got their heads together, I'm pretty sure you could have like the compatibility for Ami- amiibo and all the gyroscopics and be able to pick up and play and play on the go of the Nintendo Switch with the graphical amazingness that you can get on a PlayStation and an Xbox all rolled into one package if they worked really hard. It probably looked really ugly and have lots of moving parts, but yeah, um, you know, and Tim makes a good point here. Uh, you know, he says he's moving towards PC gaming, uh, or PC gaming has swayed him that way because you can get a lot of xbox and playstation games there now and that that actually is a really good point the the adage used to be like well why do you buy a pc because for 500 bucks you can just you know you can have all the you can have the games you want on one dedicated system well actually now you can kind of raise that amount right i mean like it's like 1200 bucks really because it's like well if i get a pc i can spend 1200 dollars on a pc and play all the games that you would have to play by buying two consoles now and so, yeah, he's not, he's actually not wrong. Um, not, not a bad decision. I, I try to keep games off of this, off of my, off of my rig just cause, um, one, it's not super strong. And two, I assume it would like just make it harder to do what we do. Um, and so and the, the, the only thing that sways me away from PCs is obviously the upfront price of, of doing that, but then it's the constant need to upgrade things mm-hmm. as games get there. It's like, I don't mind. I, I don't know. I'd have to look back and see how much I've spent on consoles. How much it will be to keep a PC maintained to the point where it can run 
feel most games, but yeah, I just like the fact that I can turn on the console. Its whole dedication, its dedicated life is to be a console to allow me to play games where a PC can sometimes do as the PC that you are using this evening is like, look, you haven't done this for a while. You haven't done that for a while. You just can't use me. Sorry, go away. Yeah, yeah, there, there is certainly that. Um, I will say, so the one thing about console exclusivity uh, that I think I think we, we don't think about quite often is the fact that um, it does make for a competition that pushes games forward. Uh, if, yeah. if everybody was just kind of like, you can throw your game in any system and then they can just get paid. And it's like, well, I don't know. I guess you would still be competing about the quality of games. Um, and I don't, maybe it actually is more competition, actually. Because now your game sits, now that I think about it, maybe it is more competition. Because now your game sits with that other game on any platform. So like... Nintendo couldn't just release like a crappy Pokemon on their system and be like, you got to play it here. No, they'd have to release it on every system. And then it sits right next to another game and you have to, it makes you have a more choices, which makes you want to create a better game so that people choose your game, even though they have more games to choose. If that makes any sense. So I don't know. Yeah, it does. That makes perfect sense. It's like, if you're going to make a first person shooter, it needs to be better than the last person shooter. Oh, you know, people aren't going to play it. It's like, well, why am I going to go over there and buy this game when the one I'm playing now is really good and looks better than that? No, no, go back and do it again. So, yeah. yeah. Tim, always yeah. coming up with yeah. great ideas. Did you see this? Uh, uh, how about uh, one system, but each company makes their own peripherals, and those peripherals could unlock things in that company's game? So, uh, like, you know, you could use maybe your, your Nintendo Joy-Cons on some... Uh, Frankenstein system for for all three for all three consoles, I think uh, yeah you know or use your PS VR headset on your on your Frankenstein console, yeah you know I could see it. Yeah, and then you, you yeah but then like the hardware then it becomes that like you just end up with different bits of hardware for one system. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. Or if you're it's Nintendo, never, never... you could bring your cardboard, you could bring your cardboard house. <laughs> To the to the console and do whatever you do. I'm I'm looking at it right now. It's up there. Or your cardboard piano, which I also have on my shelf over there. I have a cardboard flight oh, yeah. stick. I mean, why the hell did I buy a thrustmaster? I have a cardboard flight stick. God, I didn't even. That'd have been so funny if that would. <laughs> flight awesome. simulator. That would be pretty awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's never going to happen. We're always going to have the exclusivity war. Um, I mean, the. The I can't remember his name, but he is absolutely correct in the fact that Sony has defined this. Is it, um, is it, is it Nadella? Yeah, it's Nadella. So, and he's absolutely bang on with it. Sony have created this world where exclusivity is king. And Sony did not create this. Listen, I know we like to shit on Sony. Sony did not create exclusivity. Like, like it was created. Actually, Nintendo probably created exclusivity. If you want to be, if you want to be real about it, I mean, they would have been the first ones, right? Seal of approval and all that jazz. I mean, yeah, but that's not that for me. That's not creating like you had. If you go back to for me to where gaming first started, you you could either be a Sega player or a Nintendo player. That was it. There was no like in the middle ground where now that like you can be a you know a PC 
Nintendo, VR only, you know, handheld only. You, there's, there's just that many different ways you can go. From, and there's games that are locked only to those systems. Like if you wanted to play Mario, you bought a Nintendo. If you wanted to play Sonic, you bought a Sega. That was the only two options you had for me as a kid. Yeah. Um, it's like now if I want to play Gran Turismo, I have to buy a, buy a PlayStation. I can then also buy an Xbox to kind of play Forza, which is like Gran Turismo. There's too much. So, yeah, I think that's, I don't know, I don't know if that's what it means by they've kind of capitalized on exclusivity. But Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think, I think he just wants to kind of put, try to put Sony in a corner. But no, Sony didn't create exclusivity. Really, prop, um, really Nintendo created exclusivity I think and maybe maybe a better historian can tell me there was somebody even before Sony so that might very well be true but in my limited knowledge of video games I would say it's Nintendo that actually created that but it, it might be somebody else and I just don't know who that is um, you'd need Jesse on here who knows all those consoles before Nintendo and he's always talking about them all. I have no idea I didn't, I don't play any others I just Nintendo was my first baby so I don't know and I didn't pay enough attention um, so yes, all those things that Tim just mentioned, the Atari and the in television and the, the, he's only repeating what Justin says. Don't trust him. Not Justin. <laughs> Justin has no idea. Jesse. It's what Jesse, oh, Jesse, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Justin's like, listen, the first game ever out was, was Fortnite. And, uh, uh what's the other one he plays? Apex. Those are the, oh, dude, I'm just kidding. I'm just giving you shit. Justin. <laughs> um, all right, let's move on to the game pass. I like that. A little bit of damage limitation by moving and changing <laughs> the subject. Right. All right, well, let's move on. <laughs> I think we've made fun of our parents long enough. Let's move on to something. <laughs> out this, out since the last episode. Uh, well, you start with Need for Speed. I don't know. You uh, Out in June 22nd. Um, so, yeah, Need for Speed Unbound. I, in the last episode, when we talked about this coming out, I kind of like said, oh, it's going to be one of those, you know, usual Need for Speed style race simulator kind of games. It's a bit arcadey with some pretty weird, like, graphics. I love the graphics. The, I didn't realize this game was running on the Frostbite engine, which, um, if anybody's played Tom Clancy's The Division or The Division 2, um, they ran it on that engine. Um, so the weather and the lighting in this game is fantastic. And on top of it, the, like, the weird comic book style um, hand drawings over the top that are shell, shell shaded. Um, it's great. looks great. Uh, it's fun to play. It's took me a little bit to get used to the, the corner and then drifting technique, but now I've got that down. It's, it's fun to play. Um, you can make it as challenging as you want. So you can go like, there's three different game modes. There's um, relaxed, challenging, and intense. I've stuck it on intense, so like it's quite easy to crash. Like when you crash the car to be wiped out of the race, you only get two restarts per event. Um, oh, sorry, per meetup. Um, like, and then each meetup can have like three or four events in, so you've got to be really careful what you're doing. Um, there's no like you don't have to come first in every race, but the higher you come in that race, the more money you make. The more money you make, the better you make your car, and so on and so forth. Um, the storyline is really good. Like you start out and you're working for a garage, um, 
and you team up with this woman called Yaz, and she kind of introduces you to the racing world a little bit. But then you soon get done over by her, and she steals the car and wants like to try and damage the garage's reputation and stuff like that. Then you have to go back to um, like basically do, being a taxi service, a speedy taxi service for a part of the story, and then get reintroduced into the racing world again. And your job is to kind of try and bring that racing world back up. Um, but yeah, I'm enjoying it. It's, it's good fun. Um, seems a bigger game than I expected it to be. So cool. Uh, next, uh, this is a day one release, uh, June 22nd as well. The Bookwalker we talked about this last week, a narrative adventure where you're a writer turned thief with the ability to dive into books and use powers to journey between reality and book worlds. So it's out. Uh, I'm just looking at the other game, our car, sim- car mechanic simulator, which is strangely enough the other game that I downloaded the other day. Um, Bramble the Mountain King, uh, that came out June 27th. Um, and just load that up very quickly, so it's preloaded. Um, this is the Mountain King, is a grim adventure set in a world inspired by dark Nordic fables. Uh, explore the beautiful yet dangerous and twisted land of Bramble in your endeavor to rescue your sister. All right. So. June 27th, Fist, Forged in the Shadow Torch. Uh, June 27th, the tough rabbit is making his way to Xbox Game Pass. Enjoy a seamless adventure, a combat experience that has been well-received by players, and dive into this diesel punk world of Fist. <laughs> it's just a kind of believably nicknamed the game Fist. Um, story of the Seasons, uh, Friends of Mineral Town. Oh. Um, Tim, by the way, says Fist is an awesome game. So there you go. Stay fluffy, my friend, and stay furious. That's actually its tagline. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm thinking, what the hell did you pull out from? Um, so, out just today is Story Seasons, Friends of Mineral Town. Um, your farming life begins in Mineral Town, a charming village surrounded by nature. You've returned after many years to restore your late grandfather's farm to its former glory. Care for crops, livestock, and more as your very own story of seasons unfold. It's good. Probably my second favorite one. I think Pioneers of Olive Town is my favorite, which is uh, the most recent one. So, but uh, if you're looking for a Harvest Moon like, uh, this this is actually the creators of Harvest Moon. There was a big, there's a big rights blah blah blah, and so the creators of Harvest Moon lost the rights, had to go make a new thing. They call it Story of Seasons. This is it. So those, if you love Harvest Moon, there you go. Um, so do that. Uh, it was a good get by Game Pass for all of us farming uh, lovers. Uh, Arcade Paradise coming out next week. Uh, welcome to Arcade Paradise, a 90s-fueled retro arcade adventure. Rather than washing rags for a living, you decide to turn the family laundromat into the ultimate arcade, play profit, and purchase new arcade machines with over 35 to choose from. Uh, and actually, I, I have not played this, but I will say um, it was a big hit on... Um, not NBC, Game, Game Scoop, the IGN podcast. Uh, they they like loved this. There was a there was a couple of people playing it for a few weeks. They were like, they they kept uh, giving giving updates on on what they were doing and how they were doing. That's quite interesting. So, oh, excuse me, um, especially for IGN to to rave on about a single game that isn't a huge exclusive for one platform or another for that long. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. 
and sod and fairy seven. Um, where have I put seven? All right, sod and fairy together forever. Ignore the seven. Uh, enter a realm that blends ancient mythology with a traditional Asian aesthetics in sod and fairy together forever, uh, weaving its tail between three clans of human, deity, and demon. It puts you in command of a memorable party of characters, each with its unique personality, moves, get smooth skills, and strengths. Strengths and weaknesses. Moves, skills, and this is... Thank you. Thank you very much for that. I, it's getting late, and I'm, I'm quite tired already. Um, I'm assuming this is some kind of RPG um, turn-based style game. It didn't actually give us that in the blurb. So. I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. I'm just looking at the art, but I'm pretty sure it is. So, uh, and that comes out on July 5th. All right. Leaving June 30th. Uh, I'm just going to run through this real quick. Uh, DJ Max Respect 5, Empire of Sin, Matchpoint, Olesia? Olesia. Omori, and Road 96. Um, so Road 96 is probably the only one that, uh, that, that sticks out to me. But, uh, you know, there you go. So you have until tomorrow. You have until tomorrow. So if you're listening to this on the podcast, sorry it's too late to, to buy it or play it if you can do that in a day um if you buy it you get your 20 percent on your game pass 20 percent discount uh yeah a little update with games of gold as i was originally right in the dock out there wasn't any an update for these and they were you were going to get rumors stuff that was absolutely incorrect but since then we've had things open up um darkwood is the first one which is coming out july 1st running right through till July 31st. Um, Rome by day, survive the night. Darkwood is a different type of survival horror game that builds tension through the slow burn atmosphere without relying on jump scares. While the sun is out, explore and open the world of the corrupt woods to scavenge weapons and materials. Once the sun dips, you'll need to hole up, surrounded by whatever traps and barriers you can you can build and pray you can hide from or fight the creatures that emerge in the dark. Good luck making it through the night with your body and mind intact. I just quickly watching the trailer for this game and it looks creepy, but very like interesting. At the same time, it was scoring like nines out of tens and stuff with uh, gaming companies at the time. So nice, nice. And then the other game, uh, when the past was around. Uh, is coming out July 16th, running right through to August 15th. Discover the touching and bittersweet love story of Ada and Owl. Unlock the puzzles in a beautifully ren- rendered point-and-click adventure with hand-drawn art and magical score that will stick with you for days. This is a calming, meditative game that reflects on love and loss in a surreal world made up of disjointed rooms from memory and time. So, there you go. Yeah. I am... Uh... I am totally with Antonio here, who says, "Glad, glad we got another survival horror game." It's been twelve seconds. I was starting to worry. I feel, I feel the same <laughs> way about survival horror games. I'm, I'm right there with. <laughs> yeah, I can agree as well. There's, there's not a right lot of uh, variance in terms of survival horrors. Yeah. But uh, yeah. All right, so let's move on to the dashboard. Yeah. 
Okay, um, I can tell you I have been playing two games, and uh, one of them is an Xbox game. Um, uh, Mighty Doom. I've been playing Mighty Doom. <laughs> oh, I thought you were hiding something, you <laughs> sneaky dog. <laughs> oh, man. This game is just... This game is perfect for my June month. Like, it's just dumb, and there's it's brainless, and there are times, Sean, there are times this month where I have just, like, sat down and even the idea of, like, turning on a console and having to focus enough to, like, play something like like Zelda is just, like, that's just too much effort. And so I'm just, like, yep, but I can do this. I can run my little guy that <laughs> auto-shoots around and have mindless fun until I fall asleep. Like, like literally, that has been my, there have been days where that's what I've done because I've just been, like, I just don't have it in me to, like, focus and think enough to play zelda um so i beat world nine i got one world left sean and i beat it all i maxed out all my abilities i'm at level 70 um, like numerous weapons are like ridiculously high i have not I, well no it's not true i have i have spent money on the on the extra season passes but i have not um i've not spent any money holy crap antonio is just like going crazy diablo 4 street fighter 6 tears of the kingdom the trifecta <laughs> there you go man um so, but I've not put any more money on it. And then I've played uh, Zelda. Uh, not near like you've played Zelda, but um, I've been chugging away, trying trying to, to just beat it by September 1st. That's my goal. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. Mm-hmm. I don't know, it's doable. It's doable. It just, you do have to pour a lot of time and effort into those. I have to um, kick it up a notch. I get you. Yeah, there's, there's, I have actually played free games, if we want to count mobile games. Um, well, I do, uh, I've been because play- otherwise I haven't played shit. So. <laughs> I've been... My uh, my daily go-to now is a game called Coffee Golf. Um, it's basically you... It's a very small, like, five holes round of golf that you can play in less than, like, two or three minutes, or as long as it takes for you to drink a cup of coffee. So it's kind of like a, and you want to get one shot a day. So the, they they change the the layout every day, um, and you get one go at it to do your best score, and then that's it. You, you can't rest, you, know, you can restart again, but you have to pay to play the, for the restart. So, which is quite interesting. Like you got to pay um, real money, like real money to play. Yeah, I think it's like a a dollar ninety nine or something like that to do it. You're a mobile game dabbler, aren't you? I notice that like a lot of times I'm, I'm like I'm still on Mighty Doom, and you're like, well, I'm trying a new one, Nick. I can I can appreciate that about you. I like it. You're like on to something. Yeah, I, well, um, what is it? I, Marvel Snap. I was heavy into that for a while, and then I got to a point where uh, they were making too many changes. They were doing too many different things, and it kind of turned me away from the game. So, but I don't. The battery life I have on the phone, my phone at the moment, because I haven't updated it for four years, can't handle me doing a lot of mobile gaming. It, it barely handles like the flicking through YouTube and looking at different videos and stuff like that. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you were doing the text one, like a, I don't know, a few a few weeks ago, a month ago, something like that. Yeah, Lifeline Plus. Mm-hmm, so. yeah. But I got as far as I could with that. I did the extra story. I did everything. I went back through and looped through again. And kind of like, yeah. I get you. So. I like it. Um. Need for Speed Unbound. I've already talked about that before, but I'm, I'm very much enjoying that game. It's currently sat up in front of me telling me that I've lost connection with my controller, even though my controller's turned on. Um, and then 
Uh, Tears of the Kingdom, I have finished it. 175 hours. All the light routes, all shrines. So The only thing I didn't do is I didn't go and get... I haven't done all the um, springs quests. So, like, the springs of courage, the spring of wisdom and stuff like that. I haven't gone on doing those. Sure. I saw my read. Sound great. Never even done them. Haven't, don't know they exist. Uh, it's only the same as what was in Breath of the Wild. No, I get you. I just, I just haven't. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so, so yeah, I mean, no, that's awesome, buddy. You, you like, you tore, tore into that thing, and I, um, that's awesome. You did good. I, uh, I'm gonna try real hard, as I said before. <laughs> the, 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 the upsetting part is that I wanted to go and get all the Korok seeds, but there's 999 of them. Yeah. So there's the same amount as Breath of the Wild, right? That's the Breath of the Wild amount. Yeah. Yeah. I did the I did the Breath of Wild amount. I know how painful oh, you that did? was. You wow, really? You got mm. them all? Yep. Wow, that's impressive. Mm-hmm. Well, that game was out for five years. If this is if it's going to be the same for Tears of the Kingdom in time in terms of length of time before the next big Zelda new Zelda game, not a remaster or a remake, mm-hmm. um, I'll probably depending on how much I play Starfield or Pitman Far or. Falls or the next thing, spot. or the next thing, or the next, oh, next thing, or the next thing. Didn't it? Yeah, <laughs> I might, I might go back into it. So, mm-hmm. well, see, that's why you just wasted. You just wasted your experience, Sean. You need to be like Tim and I. You know, we just kind of pace ourselves till the next one. You know, just kind of like come in for a slow, <laughs> gradual landing. <laughs> it's like five and a half years later. Then we we post. We're like we beat Zelda, and people are like, okay. The new one just came out two weeks ago. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, uh, I will say I am glad that I beat Breath of the Wild. I'm glad I I'm glad I went on that tear to like get to the end of that before, so I didn't have to worry about that before uh, Tears of the Kingdom came out. So, so but no, it's I, I I put out a tweet for it. Um, it is quite honestly a one of my it is my favorite Zelda out of the franchise. There was just the ability to do as many things as you would like to do in many different ways. It's hilarious. Helping the sign guy. I haven't seen anybody looking at videos and stuff that do those sign guys in the same way. Yeah. It's like, there's just so many different tweaks. Mm-hmm. Um, the amount of crazy stuff you can build using um, the ultra hand and like even like rocking up with auto build and, and do stuff like that. At one point, um, well, like one of my favorites and all my favorites is stuff for getting around in the uh, in the depths. So, like every, I knew when you rock up to one of the little hexagons in the depths, got stuff you can build with. You can kind of guess what you're gonna, what's gonna be there by the first few things that you spot. So I just cycled through my favorites till I found something and was like, "Yep, that fits everything that we've got here." Away I go. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then I'm I've got a couple running. of things. I'm still running everywhere, so I'll figure it out sooner or later. Oh, I see. I still run everywhere. It just in the depths. It was getting a lot easier to kind of fly, especially when I was looking for like the last few shrines, sure, uh, light routes. So. Yeah, yeah, I get you. Yeah, um, yeah, that's cool. Well, I think we do have a couple of questions, right? We definitely do. the The question side of our Discord is packed at the moment. So, all right. Well, let's go to the party chat. It's party time. What so, we what have we got? What have we got? So I, I, there's, there's 
there's just questions everywhere. Uh, Jiggly Collector, which is a really cool name. I like the fact that he's got a jigsaw piece next to his name. Brings me right back to Bandering oh, yeah. Missouri. He has two questions for us. Um, let's say Xbox One launch was exactly the same as we remember, but they started the console generation with Game Pass. Could or would Xbox be in the driver's seat instead of playing catch up? Hey, Abysel, see you later, man. Thanks for uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to. I, I heard your question. I just saw Abysel say something. Um, uh, so if they had if they had Game Pass at the beginning of X, let's say Xbox One, which I think they did. I think the I so I was trying to figure I out. Think, yeah, I was like, wait, what? But it wasn't the main driver. Game Pass wasn't as strong at the beginning of the Xbox One's life as it is now. So I'm. Um, like if the Xbox One launch was as great and as fantastic as it was supposed to be, tie that with having a fantastic library of games in Game Pass, would we be seeing Xbox be more dominant than it already is? Um. Well, actually, I I'm trying to. This is a question we should know the answer to. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I said TK is Jiggly Collector. <laughs> so, so Game Pass launched in 2017. Okay. Yeah, Game Pass launched in 2017. I swear it was older than that. And Xbox One was released on November 22nd, 2013. Yeah. So, yeah. So... so so he it did not launch together. Oh, so yeah, that's what that, that's what he's saying. If he if we saw them launching together with the library of games that we have now, we'd probably be seeing that Microsoft were doing a hell of a lot better than they are at not paying for the sins of the Xbox One. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, I I I, I didn't have an Xbox One. I had an Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty. And people talk about the sins of the Xbox One. I wonder what the... Like, what are the sins of the Xbox One? Sean, fill me in. Um, It Sh- just didn't work games, very well. Is the, that what it is? A combination of really rubbish games. The online side of things wasn't great. There didn't seem to be a lot that you could play at the time. The backwards compatibility didn't work great at first. So, yeah, there was a lot. <laughs> See, because for me, Xbox One paid for the sins of xbox 360 i mean i know you are like the i never had a red light of death i apparently have the like angel hands um but me i was like i touched my 360 and it like melted and then it just like so uh yeah i went through three of them um and so i was just like done i was like i'm not doing xbox one because i don't want to go through this cycle i mean granted xbox was really nice to me they gave me like i think four of them for free um, but they just kept dying. So, um, so yeah, that that's the interesting part for me is that Xbox One paid for three for, paid for three sixty since. So, um, yeah. But if they had Game Pass at the beginning of Xbox One, and it was um, like day one, day and date first party games, which uh, granted there were uh, certainly less of in twenty thirteen. Um, yeah, I think I think they probably would be in a better spot. For sure. Cool. 
and then the second part of the question is what is your top three games for one of the best Xbox consoles, the Xbox 360? <laughs> Ooh, my top three games for the Xbox 360. Viva Pinata. Ooh, yeah. That is a good one. Without a shadow without a shadow of a doubt. Um he mentioned Red Faction Gorilla. I, I can completely agree with that. That was a fantastic game for its era. Mm-hmm. And the original Call of Duty multiplayer game, the one that you, that like they currently remade. Okay. Um, for me, it would be the last, not the last Halo game, uh, the last Halo game I played before I exited, 3, Halo 3, um, and then, uh, Red Dead Redemption, I believe, was on the 360? Yep. I think it was. And then, um, uh, now I think you can play it on the Switch, but at the time, I really loved, uh, L.A. Noir. uh, it was like this detective game, uh, I really loved those, those are probably my, like, when I think of my time with the 360, uh, those are like the top three games that I that I remember spending a bunch of time on and playing. Yeah, and I can agree with all those as well. The LA Noir was a really good game. It was like um, a very safe Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love the old. I love the old. Uh, was it like '50s style? I believe detective type stuff. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Dick Tracy style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yep. Hundred yeah. percent. Uh, so Frosticles, my the honorary UK agent that always chimes in. Um, will we ever see a banjo free? I don't know. Uh, yes, yes, I think we will. I think we will. To be honest, uh, when will it come? Though I have no idea. I think you're. <laughs> I think you and whoever else was in chat that one time are right. Though they're going to make a. Um, a remake first. And so actually I I think that will happen. They're going to make a remake. That's all, you know, fancy and stuff. And then depending on what happens there. And this is, this is Sean's idea. I'm stealing it. I'm not stealing it, but I'm just kind of reiterating it. Um, so I'll give credit where credit's due. And then, uh, and then, then we'll see if we get, then we'll see if we get three. Yep. And if you freaking people don't buy it or play it or whatever, cause it'll be on game pass, then I'm coming to your house. I don't know what I'm going to do when I get there, but I'm coming there. I'm going to eat all your food. Play. <laughs> eat all your food while you watch them play the new Banjo and Kazooie remake. That's right. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna download Banjo Kazooie at your house. I'm going to make you play it. And while you play it, I'm going to eat all your food. And then I'm going to start a, a chubby bracket of my own. Fast <laughs> <Game Plus laughs> news is. <laughs> Like biggest winner. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Gain the most weight, win the most money. That, yes, this is uh, the reverse. I love it. This is fantastic. Episcel <laughs> uh, has asked if Xbox One launched with online twenty four seven. Is that supposed to be without online twenty four seven required? Would it have flopped worse or better if the series required online twenty four seven? How would it fare? Sean, you're gonna to have to help me out here. I'm confused. Abysel, you are in the chat. What the? He- what is going on? Um, I'm assuming he's, he's meaning because I think the Xbox One required you to have 24/7 online for like updates, game updates, this, that, and the other. Um, where I believe the Series S and X, you don't need them to be online as much 
you can kind of pop them on and off and things do work apart from a few games where you require having um need for speed most wanted is one of them where you have to be constantly online which is why it, it was an xbox one issue i don't know i don't have an answer to this question i'm sorry i'm gonna have to bow out on this one i feel lame um, I I'll, I'll take i I'll, think I'll take the heat. I, I think if the xbox one came out and didn't need that constant handshake all the time it would probably have done better but it seemed at the time the right direction for games to be going in because most people were playing online multiplayer games they were wanting to pop in and out of other games with people like uh, left for dead and things like that that were pretty big on the 360 they, they were eyeing up more games like that well and didn't this have to do with digital rights management as i as i recall like they had a they had a plan of being able to like move digital content, but to do that everything has to be online twenty four seven. This had something to do with DRM. I I know that, but I I don't I don't know enough to like I don't know enough of the story to to know the whole story story the story of my life. Um. So yeah, I think it has something to do with digital rights content, and then they ended up canning yeah. the idea altogether. Uh, Hammer and Johnny asked a question. He says, he's curious to hear our opinion on the planet's question above, which I'm now going to have to go find. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, I remember this one. So it says, do you do you feel relieved that only 100 planets will have life of them or left questioning what we'll be doing with the other 900? And this is to do with... Um, the a thousand different planets that are going to be in Starfield. Yeah, um, I, I, I am glad there's only a hundred planets. With I mean, I don't know. Am I? Yeah, I guess I don't. I don't really care. There's a hundred planets with life on them. That's great. I do wonder, like, well, then why do we have nine hundred without? Did did this? Did they scope this too big? Like, you know. Could we have just had 100 is, planets with life and 400 planets without? Is that 100 planets that can actually sustain life without them being pirates that are there, like, doing exploration and also you know, build little bases and things like that? Oh, we've crashed of them. There's going to be lots of, like, oh, there's a wreckage on this planet that is currently being harbored by space pirates, and you need to go in and clear it because we need this item that's on this ship that crashed. So, um... Uh, so what he says is like, hey, only 10% will have life, human life. The rest will be used to like harvest. You can go there and they might have something valuable to harvest or something like that. But they won't have life on them, which makes me think that they won't have story missions involved on them. But still, 100 yeah. planets is a lot of planets. Like, There's like, a lot of rock. Yeah. I don't need any more than 100 planets. But I guess my main thing is I don't need 900 planets without life either. That seems like way too many planets. Like, like why, why, like why? And I, and my my question was, or my, uh, what I responded to to Hambone about this is like, well, if they would have lowered the amount to like 500 planets, would that have made, would that have made this game come out sooner, like or or on time? Might be the right way to say. Um, so, 
yeah, I, I don't know. I don't, maybe when I play the game, I'll be like, oh, I see why there's a thousand planets. Um, but I highly doubt it, but maybe. Um, yeah, I don't know. But they were really big on that in the beginning, right? They were like, there's a thousand planets. I feel like they had this number in mind in the beginning of like, we need this to be this big. Yeah, and but they were all like, there's a thousand planets and there's a thousand hours of dialogue all at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like, well, the, you know. But yet then they they did... I don't know. I, I, I would need to look. I don't want to say that. I don't need to yeah, I don't know. I I would rather have half the planets and still have a hundred of them with life on them. That's what I'd rather have. That makes more sense to me. Agreed. So, but I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to seeing why only 10% are habitable. Um, Hammonds is a two-part question because he, he stuck another one in there. So what's the better crossover? Barbie in Forza Horizon or Mercedes in Mario Kart? And are there any other weird crossovers you'd like to see in other Xbox titles? Um, I think Barbie and Forza is is pretty is pretty awesome, actually. I think that I think that's pretty great. Um, so I'm I'm down I'm down for that. I'm down for that crossover. Um, other I, weird I, crossovers. I liked Mario Kart. It, sorry, I liked Mercedes in Mario Kart. I'd have been interested if they'd have stuck. Um, like a W11 looking, which is the Formula One car kind of car in there, rather than just using the the old school um, original Formula One or Formula racing style car, and then like the big AMG looking yellow thing. So, mm-hmm. um, but for other weird crossovers, um, Paw Patrol in Forza Horizon, I think, would have been hilarious. You really just had that. That was pretty impressive. Uh, that'd be fantastic. Could you imagine? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I'm totally done. Um, Halo in Forza Horizon. with get racing warthogs and stuff like that. Bring Halo to um, Flight Simulator so you can fly around the... You, that that exists. Halo isn't. Oh, does it? Yeah, you can fly something, some some Halo ship in... in in flight simulator currently uh, i can't remember which one it's only one of them i believe um but i am surprised that they haven't brought the warthog to forza that make that actually actually now that you say that that's pretty surprising that that hasn't happened yeah no, um let me think one last one i think so like ninja lunchbox says micro machines in forza like like just transformers it, it, yeah i mean yeah let's do uh, <laughs> do something like that i think it'd be awesome can run around. I think it'd be cool. Yeah, I'll do. There we go. Uh, the Ambassador 83, what genre of game is solely lacking on the Xbox? Um, his thoughts are that 3D fighting games are currently lacking. Um, I think... For me, it's 3D, pl- 3D platformers for me. Yes, you got it. That's exactly what I was going to say. I think 3D platformers are, are lagging. I think that's... Uh, I think, yeah. I think that's exactly it for me. Uh, I mean, we had Super Lucky Tales, which wasn't great as a game to play. Um, but oh, I you disagree. Know, I like a... Super Lucky Tale. No, I like New Super Lucky Tale. Are those different? Yeah. Okay. And right. it's the same game, but different adaptations, I believe. But okay. you give me a Crash Bandicoot for Game Pass, that style of game, and I'd be so happy. 
man, Antonio is hot. Let me tell you. I don't know if you've been paying attention here. Like he's how about a mash we've never seen before? Bethesda and quality. Um, he, he had another one over here too of like, uh, uh, Skyrim is in space is a bad idea. There I said it. He doesn't. He doesn't like it. Um. <laughs> Oh, yeah, here it is. Yeah, so, 100 planets, but 100,000 bugs. I mean, man, Antonio is just like, whew, man, he is he is feeling it for Bethesda tonight. Man. So there there you, there you have it. Man. Yeah, no, I think uh, I think a 3D platformer, I, I, and I've been saying that for a while, that's why we need a Banjo-Kazooie. That's not a remake. That's three. That's a Banjo-3E. That's why we yeah. need, um, need to happen. Ebusol asked a question about something that affecting the, but I'm assuming that's to do with the Canadian. What's going on over here? I don't know where you're seeing this. Uh that's the, that's the things that you got redacted um, with Sharpie, which then shone through. So. Oh yeah, yeah, fantastic, best stuff in the world. Court system rocks. Uh. Some like seventeen year old was like, they like threw all that shit on his desk, and he's like, "Reject this," and he's like, oh, "Okay," and he's just like sitting there redacting it and shoving it in the scanner. He's just like, I'm "Like, hey, buddy, that doesn't work." <laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh, so, Lynch Lunchbox has got a question. So, from all the court hearings from the Microsoft versus the FTC, we have learned that Microsoft is wanting to establish a better presence in the Asia Pacific market. There were talks to buy Sega in 2020. Plus, the whole ABK deal is about acquiring studios to establish their mobile presence. So, question one is: Will Microsoft still buy Sega and go after another well-established Japanese developer? Um, um, I don't think they're going to buy Sega, but I think they're going to do some very strong partnerships. Um, they were working on a project together. I can't remember the name, but yeah. off the top of my head. Yeah. So I still think they're going to work very strongly with Sega, but I can't see them buying them. I think there must have been to to stop them to not be buying them in 2020. There must have been a reason behind it. So. Yeah, I think you're 100 percent right. They were using their cloud infrastructure or something like that um, to help them uh, make an, make a game that I believe they said was exclusive to Xbox. Um, yeah, I don't I don't think they'll buy anything. I think. Um, man, I mean, I'm going to be proved wrong immediately after this is done, so that's fine. But I'll just <laughs> go with it. Probably. Yeah, I don't think they're going to um, buy anything for a while. Like after after this gets done, I think they're going to settle in. Um, and by a while, I mean like a year or so. Like they're just going to lay lay low. But watch, I'd like they'll Phil will be like, we got our Activision deal in, also we bought Square Enix. Congratulations. They just threw that one in as a freebie for as it cost us 69 point whatever million to make this happen. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Ninja Launchbox's second question is, that, is with the real money being in the mobile market, will we see PlayStation or Nintendo start to make a bigger move into the mobile market? Not Nintendo. Nintendo was there and left. Well, with Pokemon Go, um, Animal Crossing, and pikmin go yeah and then they had that dragon one and nintendo is very cognizant of like are we being fair with our gotcha mechanic right there was that whole like story about um the the developers of that gosh what was that dragon whatever game that they 
that they came out with. It was a mo some some Nintendo mobile game, um, and and they were like, no, no, you need to ratchet down the gotcha mechanics here. And the developer was like, no, we want to ratchet them up so we can make more money. But no, I I just don't see I don't see Nintendo. Uh, I see Nintendo coming out of that market, not going in. Yeah, I think they like. I don't know. I there's I there's a guy at work that still plays Mario Kart tour. So, you know, have they done enough in the mobile market to just kind of tie them over? Yeah, so for the time being. yeah, Mario Kart seems to be pretty big. I mean, Animal Crossing uh mobile seems pretty dead. Um uh Fire Emblem Heroes is that still that's still rolling, right? I am not sure. You're asking the wrong guy. That's okay. an RPG. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get you. I'm trying to remember what that one was that they announced that people were into that I was talking. I don't know. I don't know. Don't ask me. Yeah, I can't see Nintendo moving into it. PlayStation maybe, but it's how do you how do you go from being a huge hardware developing company like Sony or Microsoft and then dumb your stuff down to squeeze it into a mobile? Oh, they I mean, have- Mighty Doom was the closest thing you're going to get to a decent Xbox game on a mobile they had um yeah so dr mario world which they closed down uh they have pikmin bloom i kind of forgot about pikmin bloom though basic walking sim um yeah i don't really use that anymore i used it for a hot second i think i was thinking of dragalia lost i think that's the game i was thinking of yeah that name rings a bell uh, Super Mario Run, which kind of started the whole thing off. Which man, what a great, what a great, um, uh, what am I trying to say? The 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 way that they the way that they uh, monetize that. That's a monetization model. To just be like, hey, ten bucks, it's yours. But everybody hated it because nobody's used to paying ten dollars at that time for an app. So everybody was like, I ain't paying ten dollars for an app. That's perfect. I mean that's that's perfect for us, not for not for Nintendo. Like ten dollars for an app, you get it. It's yours. You get the whole thing unlocked. I don't know. Nobody liked it. Yeah, I enjoyed the, I enjoyed Super Mario Run as well. So. Yeah, actually, my kids still enjoy Super Mario Run. Every once in a while, Noah will still play it. Yeah, I haven't shown it to Logan yet because I'll lose my phone. So. <laughs> that's a fair point. I don't I don't him there. Yeah, he's he's super into Mario, like. Yeah, crazy. Is now I um, don't know, Sean. Hold on, before you move on, is there is there any PlayStation mobile games? Like I don't know, I don't keep up on PlayStation. Um, is Hitman Clusters PlayStation? Tomb Raider. I don't know. There is PlayStation mobile games. I think PlayStation Mobile. Nope, there's nothing there. Yeah, I didn't think there were. No, I don't. I don't think they have any at the moment. Do you think they ever would? No, um, I don't think they will for a while yet. Ebisol also pushed, pointed out that there was Magic Out Jump for a mobile game as well. Forgot about that game. <laughs> um, the third part to Ninja Lunchbox's question is, will Sony kill the PSVR 2? And I'm assuming it's because it, that, that, he, that thing has flopped. It, it, it's dead in the water. So. I don't know. I can't answer that. I just I just told you why I can't. I don't keep up with PlayStation games. Or PlayStation, yeah. none, um, none of that. For me, I can't see them developing any major games for it, other than the fact they want to try and maybe make people buy it still or keep it and not try and sell it. But, um, yeah, it, I just... Console pitched with 
VR headset just for me, unless it's completely wireless, does not work. For you to be wired takes away the immersion side of things because you're constantly worrying about it. When you've got uh, MetaQuest 3 coming out and you've got the MetaQuest Pro and um, Hive and a couple of those other wireless ones that are fantastic, um, you are always going to lose in that market making something that's wired in. So to to kind of answer our question, because I'm just a, I'm just a, I was a little interested. Uh, literally, this is an article um, from Wired uh, Wired the website Wired uh, September three twenty twenty two, and uh, that that week, PlayStation Studios head Herman Herman Holst announced in a post on the company's official blog that it would dedicate some business efforts after buying Savage Game Studios to to a mobile gaming division. As of yet. This was this was back in September. As of yet, Savage Game Studios hasn't published any games, so so it looks like they are jumping in and they legit just started. Like you're talking oh, that, that was like nine months ago. Um, Professor the, Presto the Magnificent has a very interesting question. What could a Nintendo Game Pass look like? Oh man, Sean, let's let's save this let's save this for a feature story. For like a couple <laughs> weeks out. That's what I say. I mean, we are we're already an hour and twenty minutes. I think we were like 30, 40 minutes on our second half of on the first half of this episode. So I say we save this for a feature story. It's a really good question. Yeah, and I think that kind of uh, that's the end of all the questions that came in. So um, we will. Yeah, that is a good strong one to use because we could say a lot about that. Yeah, yeah. We we love your question, Presto. We're not trying to ignore it, but it it's more than we got time for right now and we'll give it we'll give it its due in an episode in probably two weeks because I won't be here next week. Don't you don't you answer this question next week. Don't do it. Wait for me. Well it's just me next week and then the week after that I think there's just you. No no no, it's the both of us. Then it's just me. Oh yeah, because then the day after we yeah. record I then go I go on vacation. Yeah, just like <laughs> just like literally tomorrow I go on vacation. We record, and then you go on vacation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's the time of the year. That's right. Um, yep. Yeah. Right, anyway, uh, I shall wrap us up. I'll take us out because um, I'm up in four hours, which is nice. Um, <laughs> thank you, everybody, for listening. If you want to get in touch with us via our usual social outlets, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube, you can do everything is at Game Pass News. Want to stick us an email? You can head over to your web browser, gamepassnewscast at gmail.com is our email address. If you're listening to this via podcasting app, please leave us a review, leave some stars, get used to doing that because potentially the next event that we do for three months of Game Pass is going to revolve around this. So get used to doing it. If you want to join in in the current one, though, subscribe to Twitch um, and get your five extra. Uh, entries into the competition as well as access to the Discord or just follow us, which is great. Shop for some merchandise. You can never do redbubble.com and find us there. We are in the Nintendo Dash store as well as our own Game Pass News. Thank you very much for everybody in the live chat. There was a lot of people in there today. We got Ebisel, Ninja Lunchbox, Antonio, ACTK03, Tim. Thank you very much for subscribing again to ACTK and Tim. And until next time, everybody, we shall see you later. See you later.